Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank. Let's welcome in our guest this morning. He was in Vegas last night. He uh, was one of the few there that was not a member of either organization, but as a member of the media, John Hendricks, sports lead writer and reporter for Saints News over at Sports Illustrated, SI Now, uh, SI.com, among other places, contributor for Forbes Sports and more. John, good morning. Thanks for waking up with us. I know it's a little earlier over there in Vegas time. Yeah, look, I've uh, I've been screwed up since uh, I got here Saturday, so it's cool. But you know, I'll get back home later. But thanks for having me this morning, and happy to help. What what, what is Vegas like during uh, COVID nineteen season, if you will? <laughs> well, um, you know, it's 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 popping. It, you know, they open the bars up here uh, at eleven fifty nine on. Saturday, um, in, and I guess, in, or I'm sorry, on Sunday, in anticipation of uh, the Raider Saints game, there's a lot of people walking the streets. It's, you know, uh, interesting to say the least, but there's a lot of people here, and there's a lot of Saints fans that still travel to this game. So, um, you know, obviously, all the places are uh, social distanced and masks and everything. They, they are very uh, sticklers on that. Well, you know, um, we, I could, I could make the, I guess, at this point, stereotypical social distancing joke when it comes to some aspect of the Saints' performance last night, like <laughs> pressuring the quarterback the last two and a half quarters, or or bringing down, you know, Darren Waller, which they didn't seem to want to get close to him at all. But I'll go ahead and just pass and just get right to it, John. What, um, you know, I've been talking about it the last hour and twenty minutes this morning. But what, what is the biggest concern to you? coming out of last night's performance? Uh, you know, look, I, I think the biggest concern is uh, offensively, you know, uh, there's two things. Offensively, you got you to gotta find a way. I mean, Drew Brees just did not look himself last night, so that's the first concern. Um, second concern is defensively, is that a blip in the radar, or is that what we're going to be more accustomed to seeing? And, you know, they've made such good adjustments uh, against the Bucks in week one, and you know, against Tom Brady and all those other guys. I mean, they they faced Rob Minkowski, O.J. Howard, and Cameron Brate, Um, did a great job locking down uh, Mike Evans and did a good job on Chris Godwin for the most part. But this week, for whatever reason, Darren Waller, um, that is a, a huge uh, a huge game for him. And, and the Saints, uh, it wasn't just Malcolm Jenkins. It was everybody they put on him. They just did not have an answer for him. and. You know the uh, the Raiders credit them. They they had the game plan. They figured out what was working, and the Saints just didn't have any answers for them. So my biggest thing is 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 this the Drew Brees we're going to see going forward, and is this defense we're going to see going forward? It, it reminds me of the game after uh, the Patriots in Week Two. That's that's kind of vibe I'm getting right now. Uh, back in 2017. Well, I you know in, in terms of Wally, you're right. You know Malcolm Jenkins. They tried C.J. Gardner-Johnson. They tried DeMario Davis. They tried P.J. Williams. He pretty much just cooked them all. And, um, you know, but I, I look I look at that secondary. I mean, look, Lattimore and, and Janoris Jenkins did not have good performances either. And you know that those guys are better than what they showed. And Cam Jordan, one pressure through two games, getting handled by a third-string right tackle. Um, the, the, is that concerning? Absolutely. But like I look at that and I'm like, it's not it's not old man time. It's not like these guys suddenly forgot how to play. I think for Drew Brees, the accuracy right now is 
Once she gets to week four or week five for me, some people are already like there. But for me, it's week five. If you get to that Monday night game against the Chargers and that accuracy is still off, John, now I have now I'm at the panic level that so many seem to be after a single loss last night on Twitter. Of course, you know, Saints Twitter after a loss is complete meltdown no matter what. I guess that happens when you don't lose a lot of games, um, you know, because the Saints haven't lost too many games the last few years. But, like, that to me is the bigger concern because while the national media is harping so much on the arm strength and people that don't fall, that had been there for a couple of years. I mean, let's be real. Deep down the field, that's just that's, that hadn't been there. The accuracy. We are talking about statistically the most accurate passer in the history of the NFL. And so many of these passes, even 10, 11, 12 yards and in, are just off the mark. And, yeah, there were some drops, but some of those drops, look, the guys still need to catch them. But, John, you and I both know – for years, it's like they don't have to adjust. They don't have to drop down to try to catch. They don't have to turn around. They don't have to come off their route because he just hits them perfectly. And that just hadn't been the case the first two weeks of the season. The accuracy is just off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you again, you, like you said, it's, it's good to hear voices of reason that, hey, you know, we're still week two in the season. And look, I mean, I know this is a, a talented team. It's, it's very talented with Drew Brees at the helm. And look, they, they have time to figure this out, right? And, uh, you know, the good news is uh, the rest of your division lost and didn't look, I mean, well, except for the Bucks. I mean, but, you know, they they aren't really jumping ahead of you and such. But, look, they have a lot to figure out. And, and you know, I think for, for Breeze, you know, they're going to figure it out. But, you know, Emmanuel Sanders hasn't, hasn't shown up really yet. Um, him and Breeze aren't on the same page. When you overthrow Jared Cook by a good bit, that's, that's concerning, but I mean, it wasn't there in the week one. So, um, you know, you couple that with some of the penalties and then that bad mistake Drew had, had made at the end of the half. I mean, that's, that's, he said last night, that's when he wanted to have back. And, um, you know, when he looked at it again and when he looked at it on the sideline, he said, I, I should have just checked it down to Alvin Kamara. Um, and so you definitely have to chalk that type of turnover on him. Um, but, you know, look again, you see all the leadership in this, this, team and you see all the things that happen um you know it's going to be hard film to watch and you got Aaron Rodgers coming to town now and uh they've they've got to respond in in a big way and so look that's the good news is the team has has been able to respond following some big losses like this and uh hopefully we do see that but Breeze has got to get get better and play better those stats are definitely misleading ESPN1420.com. John Hendricks, our guest, at John J. Hendricks on Twitter. That's H-E-N-D-R-I-X. Check out all this stuff over at uh, SI Now. So, John, paint the picture for us. You're at this the opening of this new giant Roomba Death Star-looking you know, (laughs) stadium, arena, dome, whatever you want to call it. And uh, there are no fans there, but they break this thing in with the first ever event. It's a Raiders game. And, uh, you know, for, for a lot of events like this, someone will say, man, I kept my ticket or I did this. Uh, you're, you're at a very, very exclusive number. Is this one you keep the press pass for? What, uh, what was it like there last night? Yeah, I keep that. There's this cool Raiders bottle of water. I mean, it seems silly, but I think I'll keep something like that. And they had, uh, like a little wristlet type thing for their game and stuff. So, I mean, you know, it was, it was interesting just because of how quiet it was. I mean, the media, the press box, it's, it's social distanced. It's, um, you know, uh, a lot of 
things obviously you could tell they were just getting used to a, a real situation with you know the the Raiders organization. I mean they were great. Credit them. They they hosted us well. And we did. Uh, we felt right at home, could do our jobs, no problem. Um, but, you know, obviously it was a little bit weird. Uh, you know, there was no artificial crowd noise pumped in the stadium. Uh, I heard on TV they did, but it was relatively quiet. I mean, you could hear a lot of the stuff on the sidelines from up in the press box. It was a, a very cool view. And, you know, uh, obviously it didn't go the Saints way. It was fun at times. It was back and forth. But, Watching football like that is, is really weird in person. I'll just say that. But, you know, um, it's unfortunate fans weren't able to be in attendance. But um, that's a very cool stadium. Very nice. I, I would probably have to say Atlanta's still probably has a little bit of an edge to me just because of how they have it set up with the, the views and, and that little ring or halo that they have up top. I think that's one of the, the better things they have. I refer to it as an anus, but that's just me. I'm sorry. <laughs> ESPN1420.com, John Hendricks, our guest. Um, you know, if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers, why wouldn't you just say, all right, let's, I'm just going to air this one deep and we'll see if we get a flag here. I mean, at this point, the PI penalties, and I know fans were upset and, and Sean Payton was yelling at the refs. It was a PI on Janoris Jenkins and he didn't have to do it. You know Rodgers is going to have to – I mean, we got to assume he's going to take a few shots, and if he doesn't complete it, he's just going to hope that there's a flag. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the, definitely uh, what he should do. He should try to air it out. He should see what's going to happen. And, you know, again, all the focus is going to go on a lot of these players, right? And, and Sean Payton called out the secondary, said secondary didn't have a good game last night. And, um, you know, especially last night he's talking about how a bunch of the star players aren't going to like these – this film and look, it, it wasn't just one person. Um, it was, I mean, it, with the exception, of maybe Demario Davis and Malcolm Roach. I mean, those are the two players I could think that had a pretty good, pretty good game. Some others did, but just the, the penalties are just are, are killer. And you could sit here and split hairs and, and talk about if there's a vendetta or there's a this or that. But I mean, a lot of them were penalties, you know, and uh, I think the only one that, um, you know, Cam Jordan, he got called for the horse collar, but he felt like he shouldn't have. But I I don't know. From what I saw on the replay, I, th- I thought it was pretty obvious. But, you know, you just got to play more disciplined football. And, and I mean, you're going to see a lot of that, I guess, for the first couple of weeks. And, again, it's kind of reminiscent of 2017, how that start got. And, I mean, they, they took some penalties against the Vikings and the Patriots. So, um you know, this stuff, they've got to get cleaned up. And, I, I mean, the, the bad news is it's a short week. You've got the Packers coming to town. Um, they're looking to, to throw all over the Saints, I'm sure. But they also have a very talented running back, Aaron Jones. So, I think it's uh, going to be an interesting challenge. But, obviously, this is where this leadership and all these uh, veterans have got to come together and, and make sure that they, they turn the ship around like like yesterday. John Hendricks, our guest, ESPN 1420. I, I could be wrong here, John. This is off the top of my head. But I don't think they've lost back-to-back games since the start of the 2017 season. Um, and you pointed out, you know, uh, the second of those, which was against the Patriots. And then they finished 11-5 and that year. You know, the team, it's well-documented, have not been 2-0 since 2013. Um, but my point about the back-to-back loss thing and uh, is that they, they, they have responded well. I mean... You go back to a year ago after the loss in L.A. against the Rams, 
And now Breeze is going to be out a while, and they lost 27-9. And, oh, my gosh, they couldn't do anything offensively. And, you know, Teddy Bridgewater goes 5-0, and and the Saints are cooking again, and, and all was right in the world. This team has responded well, and I think there is a fine line between hyper, hyperbole after a I mean, the run game was astounding yesterday, and, and unfortunately, a lot of that got away from the team. And, uh, you know, the possessions, I mean, shoot, <laughs> you got guys, the, the defense on there for 80 snaps, um, you know, that's that's never going to work. But, look, I, I think um, it, it's hard, and, and fans will come back to reality, hopefully, but um, this, is, this is a game where you absolutely miss Michael Thomas and you needed him in the lineup. Hopefully he can come back soon, but it's a long season, and there's no need to rush him out. But, you know, these guys have got to step up, and Breeze has got to figure it out. But I still think that they're a favorite. You know, everybody can pump the brakes on probably Super Bowl contention, but I just remember how it was in 2017 or how that was in 2018. I mean, when this team loses, everybody wants to, to throw in the towel and, kind of say, oh, man, this is not the team we thought it was. But, you know, this is a great coaching staff, and they can make the adjustments, but they've got to show it on the field instead of just use the word that we probably hear all the time. 100%. Saints lead writer, reporter, John Hendricks for Saints News at SI Now and SI.com, our guest, ESPN1420.com. I'm Scott Prather. Um, <clears throat> we'll see what they have in store for Sunday night. Again, week one, as you mentioned, John, kind of being in the national spotlight, America's Game of the Week. Uh, Monday night football last night, Sunday night football this week. The first three weeks, this team is going to be under a national microscope, and then they'll play the Lions, and then they're back on primetime. So it's not really until after the bye that things kind of start to get more um, within the the local bubble uh, and not maybe as big a focus. But, you know, if you're only watching the national guys or listening to the national guys, you're going to hear the same drawn-out breeze, old man time, can't throw it down the field um, but he hasn't been able to throw it deep down the field for, for a while. It's, uh, it's the accuracy that we're paying attention to, and we'll see where that improves. But this team still is extremely deep. This team can play much better than they showed last night. It's a loss. It happens. Um, you know, you got to just move on. I know it's easier said than done with some, but I just remember watching this team for years, and uh, the loss is what you would expect. So it just goes to show you, man, when you win 37 regular season games in three seasons, anytime you have a loss, it's just – Everything is magnified so much more. I don't know if it's just – it's probably a combination of the two, John, just being in the social media age and following a team that wins a lot. Because when we were younger, and I know you followed this team your whole life, it was <laughs> – there wasn't social media, but after <laughs> loss, it was just like, yeah, that's, I mean, what do you expect? You know what I mean? It was not yeah. – the, the, the standard – was certainly different. So with great expectations, obviously, can come great disappointment. And last night, undoubtedly, was uh, was extremely disappointing. Going into going into week three, if if there was one thing on the on the list that we basically laid out that you would love to check off and say, okay, this week, check they did this. This is something they had to fix this week. Check they did it. If you could only pick one thing off of that list. Going into this Sunday against Green Bay, what would be the one thing that you would love to be able to check off that list? Uh, for me, it's just the disciplined football. I mean, I know you're going to have penalties, but look, the Raiders only had three for 13. But, you know, those are they're self-inflicted wounds. And, um, I mean, goodness, you lose 129 yards in penalties. Uh, that's, that's just never going to win football games, right? And so I don't expect them to always go away, but you've got to play more disciplined football on both sides of the ball. And, uh 
you know, for me, I'll feel better about them losing a game or winning a game when they can control themselves and be more disciplined. Um, you know, just because I think it's going to lead to the obviously better things and bigger things. But, you know, look, you just can't have that many penalties in a, in a football game and expect to win. I mean, it's just like you have four or five turnovers or you have all these turnovers and expect to win. It just it just doesn't happen in the NFL. So if they can play a more disciplined approach, um, you know, limit the penalties, I'll feel better about how they really do match up um, because, you know, after last night, I mean, that was just just uncharacteristic football, and that's just that's just sloppy. And you, you just can't have that. John Hendricks has been our guest. Check out si.com slash NFL slash Saints for all kind of goodies there. Follow him on Twitter at John J. Hendricks, and you can get plenty of content there. John, anything else you, uh, you want to plug before I let you run, my friend? No, that's I mean, about it. You know, we'll have plenty of post-game stuff. I know some fans don't want to read stuff, but this is the time where you want to try to understand how the, how this team fell apart and what happened. And so, you know, hang in there. So we'll see what happens. Hey, uh, final question. Maybe it's a personal question, but uh, did you did you lay down any bets while you were in Vegas? Anything? No bets. I did hit the casino, and and I did come out ahead. So Good. I'm a happy hey. person, and so is my wife. So <laughs> at least you're not leaving Vegas with the same regret the Saints did last night. Because many people, when they leave Vegas, they leave with regret. So it sounds like you're coming home with uh, a little extra in the pocket. Hey, appreciate the time, John. All the best, man. We'll talk to you down the line. All right. Thanks for having me, Scott. Have a good rest of the show. You got it. John Hendricks, great guy, and uh, does a good job covering the New Orleans Saints. ESPN1420.com. I'm Scott Prather. It's the Great Scott Show.